I just went back to last week's episode to collect the listener feedback so I can respond to it this week. And it played the very beginning of the video where I was talking about how I was excited that it was the end of February, March is right around the corner. And I'm happy to report that it is March now, but as I look out my window, it's snowing. I did not sign up for this. This is supposed to be the month where spring happens, but that darn groundhog, he was right. There was six more weeks of winter and I guess we're going through it right now. In fact, I was hoping that Clark man was gonna get off early today with like a early dismissal. And I was like, all right, man, let's, let's do this. And then like nothing happened. So I've let this creep well into my afternoon. It's Friday, by the way, March 3rd, and it's 3.28 PM. So depending on how long I talk your ear off here, Clark man may actually get home while I'm recording this. So if you hear a, a large chocolate lab barking in the background and a school bus goes zinging by my window outside here, that's what it is. Let's talk about this week. If you're new here, this is my audio journal. It's where I sit down. My name's Greg, by the way. You probably knew that, but you already knew that. Uh, I talk about my week, my life, things I'm up to, things I think about, as scary as that is, and uh, just in general, like uh, give weekly updates. Sometimes weeks are very similar to how they were before. Sometimes they're different. Sometimes I have grand ideas of, of things to, to do and things that I've thought about. Sometimes nothing. This week's a little bit of a little bit of a both, a little bit of a mix, a little bit of a both. <laughs> so let's talk about the thing that I'm I'm still consistently doing, messing with this microphone. One, two, I'm still editing Maui vlogs. And I'm going to be honest with you, I love those videos because it's like I get to relive those vacation experiences. But I hate those videos because <laughs> I recorded so much darn footage. Like every video that you watch, it's like 10 to 15 minutes long. It's like somewhere between one and two hours of of video. And I'm going through that and like trying to make that something that's cohesive, tells a story, is a little like quicker pace. So your your brain has the attention span, hopefully, to to watch it, even though like TikTok is probably making that even harder for me. Um I'm enjoying the process and I, I like the, the finished product. I look at video editing like making a sculpture, even though you guys are like, Greg, it's, you, you're freaking recording with your iPhone and you, you take an hour and make it 15 minutes. It's not a sculpture. Well, for me, it's like taking a block, you know, and I'm chiseling it away, trying to make it perfect. And it's not like you just sit down and watch an hour of video footage and you're like, I'm going to just keep this. It's like I'm watching it back. I'm making sure the cuts are good. The the the, the story is there if there there is a story. And hopefully there is. That's what keeps people engaged. In fact, that's probably why you're here. There's a little bit of a story. One that kind of continues in each episode. So if you watch or listen to these week after week, you're kind of like getting into my life a little bit, as scary as that is once again. Uh, but yeah, I'm like kind of tired of doing the the Maui vlogs now because it's like I want to be done with it. But there was just like I recorded every day and I'm trying to get those things edited while also doing a bunch of other stuff, which I'll talk about here. And uh, I'm ready to like move on to some other other like footage to edit. And I... Luckily, I have some of that this week. God knows when it's going to be out because I still have. I just did Friday today, which there were two things that we did on Friday. This Friday in Maui wasn't like a, a day vlog. It was like we did this and then we did this. And as I mentioned last week, I'm kind of thinking about taking my channel more in that direction where instead of it's just like, hey, here's me living my life. It's like, hey, here's us going to this this luau and then like have the name of it and all that in the description. So someone's searching for that. They find it because it's like a searchable term. And then they're like, oh, these people are, are fun. I mean, the guy is super annoying. The, the wife is beautiful and lovely. And the kid is just so darn cute. If I could just like get rid of the guy from the equation, this would be such a fun channel. That's what I, I'm thinking most people are, are probably finding when they, they find our stuff. But I need to be able to make them find it. You guys, though, I, you're the most hardcore of the fan bases. As we get into listener feedback this week, we'll, we'll talk about how maybe... Maybe I don't necessarily need to do that. Maybe I can keep doing what I love to do, which is recording no zero days. If you don't know what no zero days is, it's me just kind of documenting my day-to-day -day stuff and showing that every day I'm working a little bit closer towards my goals, whatever that may be. It may be making videos. It may be getting in shape. Oh, speaking of getting in shape, rewind it. Rewind it back. Let's go back to the beginning. We, got, we talked about weather, then right into editing. Weight loss update. I probably should have skipped it because it wasn't very good for me this week. I'm down... 0.6 pounds. I was really disappointed. Like last Friday, I do like, I do this every Friday so I can keep track of uh, what my weights are with the podcast. Cause I typically record this every Friday. You listen to it on Sunday, maybe, or maybe during the week when you're driving to work or whatever you're doing. Uh, so every Friday is like my official weigh in, but I weigh in every single day because what I find is that if you track something and you manage it, you see results just like anything in life. So, uh, Last Friday I weighed in, things were, were good. Like I was down, like after the Hawaii trip, 
like I, I went up by two pounds and I lost two pounds. So I was like breaking even. Then I went down again last Friday, but then I think, I think last Friday we had five guys, which is a, a deadly thing to do. We hadn't had five guys this entire year. I've been trying to lose weight since Clark's birthday on January 2nd. And uh, we were just all fiending for it. So I said, what the heck, let's do it. If you guys have ever had five guys before, one, it's glorious. Five guys sponsor, sponsor me, please, please. Um, it's also very, very salty. And uh, I, f- I went up after that and I worked like this whole week to get back down, you know? And then finally, like yesterday, I was like back down to where I was last Friday, which was, you know, it's Thursday. And then today I dropped more. So I'm down 0.6 pounds, which is still good. I mean, if you can, if you could do 0.6 pounds every single week of your life, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but like I tell you guys all the time through my motivational speaker tendencies, guy can dream, right? I'd love to be a motivational speaker. I wish I could inspire somebody out there. Maybe I do. I just might not hear from you. I do hear from one person though. Listener feedback, stick around, made me warn my heart. Um, you lose 0.6 pounds every single week over the course of a year. That's 25 pounds. I'm sure many of us that are watching or listening to this, maybe you have 25 pounds to lose. You could do that literally this year by losing half a pound. And losing half a pound isn't that hard. First of all, don't have five guys. That's my number one advice. Uh, maybe extend that up to other fast food, which, uh, oh God, I got to put that into my, uh, my YouTube rabbit hole. Okay, let me just add this in. Speaking of fast food, you guys are going to like this one. I'm going to probably... I probably won't put links for any of these. You'll have to do a little bit of investigative work. I'm keeping you stuck around here. You you stay tuned. This is going to be worth worth your while after I get through all this. Just don't eat five, guys. Cut your calories ever so slightly. I think you could probably, if you just decided that you weren't going to take calories in through drinks, like water, calorie-free drinks, maybe not like Diet Coke. Don't do that. You might be able to lose that a week without even thinking about it. And you could get yourself down 25 pounds. Your pants are fitting real nice, you know? Like, you might even need a belt. You're going to need a belt by the end of the year at 0.6 pounds. But for me, like, I'm, like everything, I go 100%. I I can't just lose 0.6 pounds. I can't just do something, like, one day a week. I have to, like, go crazy. And uh, my goals are higher than that, of course. Like, ideally, I'd love to lose, I don't know, like one to two pounds a week. I think that's a pretty healthy. Uh, right now, if you're wondering from my goal, I am 12.3 pounds from my goal. So far this year, I am down, I think 14.8. And like the vast majority of that came in January. I was going hard in January because I had a deadline and a goal. And like I said, like if you set your focus on something, it's like, hey, on February 4th, we're getting on a plane to Hawaii and I don't want to be a fatty when I get to Hawaii. I don't want people to like, like they're out there watching whales. I don't want them to look over at me and like start taking pictures because they think like there's a whale flopping out of the water. I don't want that. So <laughs> I was able to, to lose a good bit. And then like February, I went off the rails in Hawaii, dude. I was so bad there. And then coming back, it's like getting back on track and like it, it's going a lot slower now. So down 0.6, I'm going to report back to you every single week until I hit my goal. And I might even keep reporting after that because there's got to be somebody listening to this. And again, I'll never hear from you. But maybe like me updating you each week, it's kind of like motivating you. And oh, there is one person. There's always that one person. Listener feedback. Stick around. We're going to talk about it. So no zero days this week. Back onto that topic. I recorded two days this week. Two days that I felt like had uh, something interesting happening. There was a nice little storyline with both those. I was very happy with those. Of course, I haven't edited them. But in my mind, I can already see like what the video is going to be. And uh, I think they're going to be good. In fact, I, I do that some days when I like if I don't record something. First of all, I feel really down about myself and I start getting really sad. Like, oh, I should have recorded today. And then in my mind, I'll actually edit the video that I would have made and the shots that I would have gotten and the things that would have happened in that video. And that video just exists in my mind and it sucks. And uh, like I've always had lots of regrets over not making something, not because it's like I want to put that video out to make money on, but because I want to like I'm naturally a person that documents things. And I really love having all of that, whether it's for me or other people. Uh, I do, I mean, I guess I do a lot for other people too. Uh, If it wasn't for you and the people that enjoy watching the Maui vlogs, for example, I don't know if I'd be as motivated to edit all that footage. I'd probably just be like, hey, I got a ton of footage from us out in Maui. Maybe someday I'll watch it back or make it into a video, but hey, I've got hours of footage. In fact, there's probably a group of people out there that they would love it if I just dropped that two hour chunk of, of video into like a timeline 
and exported that and then just made that like a video for somebody. I mean, there'd be all kinds of just like bad footage and stuff like that. But can you imagine just like watching two hours of that? I think if I were to do that, I'd really want to make sure like everything looked good. Maybe like the story isn't like moving at all. But I guarantee you there's somebody out there. Maybe that'll be a, a, a Patreon perk or something one of these days. It'll be like, watch an entire unedited video. In fact, you know, the truth is, though, if I were to do that, I'd probably have to pay you to watch that because it wouldn't be good viewing. But it's funny because as we, as we talk about the, the next topic on here, moving things around uh, mentally, uh, it, I'm shocked as to what people really do want to watch. First of all, uh, my Lego channel, I've been focusing on, as I mentioned, I'm focusing more on getting organized, sorting my stuff, enjoying the Lego that I have and like being creative with Lego. And a big part of that, again, is like getting my things in order, getting everything the way it needs to be. Uh, so I, when I do need to build something or want to build something, I can pull out a drawer and everything's there. So I added drawers in this week. And in a couple of videos, I mentioned about, uh, you know, cutting this part out because it's going to be boring. You guys don't want to see me like put Lego pieces in a bin or sort Lego pieces or organize. And Every time I mention that, which I mentioned it twice now, all of the times, all two of them, I get an influx of comments that are exactly to the contrary. They're like, Greg, I, I do want to watch that. I want to watch an hour of you sorting. I want to see you live stream this. I want to see, like, I, I want to see that. That's motivational for me. Like, I'll, I'll sort with you if you make a video on it. And I was like, wow, I had no idea. Like in my mind, I was like, nobody would want to see that, right? Like I'm just sitting here and like, oh, getting all these blue slopes over here. And these are the, you know, yellow tiles. And I'm putting those in a drawer, sliding them in a drawer, making drawer sounds, you know, Lego pieces everywhere. I can't believe how many people want, like are interested in that. And it, me being a man of the people, I guess, <laughs> I'm like, hey, why, why don't we do that? Like if I'm going to be doing it anyway. I could make some type of content on it. So I did a poll. Let me bring this poll up. I'll see if I can actually find it here. Uh, asking, like, I asked my audience, like, how do you want to watch this? Like, what would be the best way to do that? And uh, here's, here's what I wrote. I said, in a recent video, I made a joke about not wanting to bore you with Lego organizing and sorting. To my surprise, the most common comment responses were people requesting videos where I do just that. Go figure. Anyways, I guess I have to give people what they want. So my question to you is, how do you want to see this glorious Lego sorting and organizing action. Option one, do it live. Stream the whole thing, no life gang. 32% of the vote said do it live. Next one, short and sweet. YouTube shorts showing the before and after, fast. 8% of the vote. My audience does not like YouTube shorts. That's like the TikTok gang. Next one, creature of habit. Make regular videos updates, I fear change. 57% of the vote. So you guys like, you like your regular videos. I know you guys. Last one, sour grapes. I don't like organization. In fact, I hate it. 3% of the vote. So 97% of the people would be in our, like, I guess, naturally the people that are responding to this want to see that kind of stuff. But uh, the majority of people want to see it as like a regular video with like an offset of, of people that would like it as a live stream. Now, I don't know if I necessarily want to do it as a live stream because uh, believe it or not, like I've, I've definitely live streamed my fair share over the years. I got obsessed with live streaming probably about five years ago now, maybe four years ago. I can't remember back when I started. It was like February of 2018, 2019. It's whenever this channel was started that you're watching this on. This was a Lego live streaming channel. So you can go back and see it in like the about section. And I've done it for years and I've had a lot of fun with it, but I've also found it to be a very frustrating thing as well. Maybe I'll do video updates, but again, it's like, if I just do a little bit of organizing here and there, I don't think that's necessarily going to justify a, a video. It's like, oh, here's the things that's a mess. Okay, this is me like doing a time lapse of fixing them. And now here it's done. I think it would work well for shorts. And I know that's not what my current audience necessarily wants to see, but it would be maybe a good way for new people to find the channel. Like you're just scrolling through your shorts, like the zombie, uh, you know, and and the next thing comes up, Sprickitect's like, hey, I'm doing this big Lego organizing journey. They're like, oh, that's kind of cool. What else does this guy do? Oh, he's got friggin' five years of videos that he's that he's made. Let me see what this is all about. Oh, he buys a lot of Lego sets and he's making videos with his son. Oh, wait, he's not doing that anymore. He's trying to enjoy his Lego stuff and making more of a journal style thing. I don't know. Maybe that's for me. Maybe it's for not. Uh, speaking of that, like on the Lego side of things, like I, my new style, which is what I'm calling like the anti-Lego buying or anti-consumer style of, of making Lego content where I'm actively trying to encourage people to not buy Lego. Obviously, like not, not Lego's best interest to associate with me, not that they ever would. I tried. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to convince people and through my experience, just like this podcast exists where 
I'm like, you know, I can't really give you any advice, but I can tell you what's worked and what's not worked for me. And what's not worked for me is actively buying a ton of Lego sets, often which I don't even like build and they just sit in a storage room. I'm not finding that rewarding and I don't really want to do that anymore. Uh, so instead, what I want to do is get my stuff organized and sorted and then like spend my time building cool stuff that I want to share with the world. Obviously not nearly as popular as what is commonly found, like at least what I see popular on on Lego YouTube. And that is people like just going crazy buying things like making a video titled like my $10,000 Lego haul is way more um interesting, I want to say to people than me sitting there saying, Hey, you really should organize your Lego stuff because it's a gift to your future self. And someday when you go to make a mock, you'll have your stuff right there. It, it falls on deaf ears, unfortunately, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Like I'm definitely seeing contraction with my channel, which is to be expected because over the years, like I would say my, my content has been like, like definitely more tailored to kids, especially with Clark man in the, in the videos, like every single day. And what happens when you make videos tailored towards a younger audience, those kids grow up like even Clark man, like there's channels that he used to love at, at six years old. And now at eight years old, he's over it. So, I mean, you're going to see that. And then like, when you see me kind of making this journal style and I have like this, this, like my, my style right now, and maybe you don't care. Maybe you do. I really, I don't care if you care. This is my journal. <laughs> How's that? Um, I want it to be like, very similar and very comforting. Every shot is set up the same way. Every thumbnail is going to be exactly the same with a little variation in it. There's gonna be no text on, on the thumbnails. I don't, I want it to be as simple as, as it can possibly be, which is also counterintuitive to getting views and stuff. I don't care. Um, but I want everything to be kind of the same. I want it to be like a story, a little bit of a journal to start out with, with a message and then like showing something and then like a reiterating of that message at the end. I want every video to kind of feel like that. And again, that's, it's a much smaller audience that I, I think that are going to be interested in that, but it's definitely the audience that I want to reach. So while I will see some contraction on that channel, because obviously there's 180 plus thousand people that have subscribed to see the wild and zany antics of a guy and his kid opening Lego sets and building them and having a wild time to more of like a journal thing. Clark's in school every day. Like this is inevitable. I'm targeting a different group and maybe that group doesn't exist, but it's the group that I want to want to reach. And I, I honestly think that that group is following Greg's world. That's the, it's the parents of the kids that watch all of our videos. Like every time we meet someone out in the wild, they're like, Oh, my kids love your videos. And sometimes they do too. But, uh, I'm crossing that bridge of like this, all these videos about Thomas or whatever was for your kids. And now it's like, well, here's no zero days. No kids care about that. They don't want to see a guy editing videos and, uh, you know, I don't know what else I do anymore. That's about it. Uh, so that's kind of like the Lego side of things. I know that kind of probably went on longer than, than what any of us had hoped, but I spent a lot of time thinking about it and probably too much. Like I honestly just, I should probably stop. Like when I put out a video and then I see like a couple people unsubscribe, it just, it hurts my soul. I'm like, oh crap. But then I try to remember, and I talked to Cody about this, the people that are unsubscribing probably haven't watched one of my videos in a year, two years, four years. They're, they're just not, they're not active people. And the people that I want to reach are still there and, and they're watching. So I'm okay with that. It's, it's just, I, I, I analyze everything way over my, way overboard. And uh, I'm almost like, I want to put like a, a sanction on myself almost where it's just like, I'm just going to go to my Lego channel, upload a video, walk away. I mean, I still want to reply to comments and to do that. I end up crossing paths with the, the information that I'm trying to avoid. Cause uh, you know, this changeover is, it, it, it's, it's going to hurt, but this is the direction I want to go now and into the future. And I will, I can, and I will. And I hope that you're there along with me. If you like this, even if you don't like Lego, I think you would enjoy what I'm doing over there. It's, it's, it's kind of like this. Each video kind of starts like this, honestly, without all the, without nearly as much talking. <laughs> Anyways, um, I got to tell you about something bad that happened this week. Not just that, uh, I'm, I'm alienating my, my Lego fans. That's bad news. This is worse news. And it's related to my chick yawns outside. You guys know that we have, we have eight chickens, or at least we had eight chickens up until this week. Uh, you, you know where this is going, but I went out there and Cody was noticing that my old sussy, the speckled Sussex that I got in 2014 from one of Cody's friends, we got three of them. Two of them died within, you know, not a lot of time. And this one from 2014 has been with us ever since nine years. She moved from our, our log cabin house to our other house, survived every chicken that was there out, survived them. She's moved here to this house in 2020 
She's lived here now for three years. And we noticed this week, I mean, she's been having like a hobble in her step, but I mean, she's been getting around. She was very motivated all the time to get scraps and food and stuff. But this week, like I noticed that the chickens were, were like bullying her. And I'm like, why do they keep going after her? And like her comb was all pecked and stuff. I'm like, why are they doing this to her? And, um, I was like, I got to do something. I got to, I got to kind of separate her out. Uh, so I went out and I, I moved her into like a, her own little fenced area. And uh, I, I was doing some research on it. And it turns out that it, sometimes the chickens can sense um, like a weakness or illness or sickness in another chicken. They'll, they'll kind of go after that chicken to keep them out of the flock. It's, I guess, maybe a self-preservation type thing. And I was like, okay, that there's, there's something wrong with her. And she wasn't acting right. Uh, so I put her, I took like the nesting box and I put it over there in her little chicken yard and I put food and water there. And, uh, to my surprise, she was, she was still eating. Um, but she's definitely spent a lot of time inside the box during the day, which is not normal. I looked up what an average chicken lifespan is. And apparently it's seven years. The oldest chicken that I've ever had lived to five years old. And it's, it's because like with chickens, it's, it's really, it's not like a dog or cat where they're inside. You're keeping track of them. They're outside. There's hawks, there's nighttime critters that come out. There's all kinds of crazy things that can happen to them. And a lot of crazy things have happened throughout the year. So I try not to get attached, even though all the chickens have names and like these ones, they all hold a special place in my heart. But, um, the, the, the one day she was looking pretty weak and I, I went out with like some stuffing. Cody had made like chick made chicken. Oh God, we're, we're hypocrites. She had made, um, like a stuffed chicken dinner. There's a bunch of stuffing left over. So I threw that out there and she came out and she was eating it all. And I'm like, Hey, that's, that's good. Maybe everything's going to be okay. Like she's going to recover from this. And unfortunately the next day when I went out, she was in the box, like laying over and I opened it up and like, I, I like, you know, put my hand on her and she put her head up a little bit, but that was about it. And then, um, later when I went out, she, she was dead. So we had, uh, we lost Sussy this, this week, um, down to seven chickens. I ended up burying her in the backyard, which, you know, it sucks to do. But again, I keep telling myself, like, this is a pet, this is a part of pet ownership. You are setting yourself up for disaster. You know, like, it's very unlikely, and I think I've talked about this before, it's very unlikely that you're going to outlive your animals. I mean, th- there's a chance that your animals will outlive you, which is even more devastating. But, like, you get a chicken seven years later, if, if you're lucky, if they're all protected and safe and happy, that's as much time as you get. So she, she did have a, a really good life. She outlived every chicken that we've ever had. She was, when we moved here, she was one of the ones that was always escaping from our yard. I had them free ranging and she would always find a way to get out. And we, we called her Kevin cause, uh, she was, uh, why did we call her Kevin? She was like the, uh, elusive one. Why did I call her Kevin? Maybe Clark called her that I'm trying to figure out. I was, oh, I named her. She had a bunch of different names. I, mean, I named her Alcatraz. Cause she was always escaping. And then Clark called her Kevin for some reason. He also named one of our hens, Tom, Tom Brown, which is probably my favorite chicken. I'd be devastated if something happened to her. I always say him cause he has, she has a boy's name, but she, he named one of our chickens, Tom Brown. There's Clactus, Lemon, Pineapple, Broody. I named Broody. There's Emily. And then, um, there was Sussy or Kevin or Alcatraz and, and she's not with us anymore. I am contemplating getting more chickens this year, maybe. Uh, which uh, speaking of that, if there was ever a time, even though like I'm, I'm telling you, you're setting yourself up for disaster. If there was ever a time to get a few backyard chickens, now's the time with egg prices going up. If you have a family that enjoys eating eggs a lot, it might be worth it to get four chickens out there. Uh, you'll love them. They're, they're lovely little pets. I mean, they're not super friendly, like a cat, a nice cat that would come over and like love on you or like a dog that like waits for you to get home. Although, I mean, when I walk out to that out the back door, those chickens come running because they look at me as like the, the feed guy, <laughs> especially if I have a red thing in my hand that has corn in it. They are, they're nuts. And it's, it's just awesome. So if I can encourage you to get some chickens, I would recommend it. You get a couple eggs a day. They pay for themselves. Feed's really not that expensive. I feed all my chickens for probably, I get them the good food too, because they're worth it. Uh, I probably maybe less than a dollar a day. And if they were all laying, which obviously Sussy, she hasn't been laying eggs in probably half a decade. She was just a pet at that point. You know, you get a couple eggs a day, it becomes worth it. Plus they're, they're good trash dis- compactors, disposals, any kind of like w- food waste that you have, you can just throw out there. They'll eat pretty much everything, especially if it's like fruits and vegetables, if it has seeds in it, they love fruits with seeds. They'll go crazy. You throw like uh, some, you ever have like a cantaloupe with like the inside of that with like the the, the seeds and the, the muck from that, 
nuts. Watermelon, they go nuts. Strawberries, blueberries, all of that, they go wild over. And anything, you can throw bread out there if you have some, like, moldy bread you can give that to them although not not great to do if there's a lot of mold on it but i've thrown it out there and they've been just fine i figure they eat they eat way worse than that uh so there's my pitch to you uh to get chickens use my affiliate link at, at chickens.com use code greg's world podcast for 50 percent off your first chicken i <laughs> no i don't that's i don't even know if that's a thing Anyways, um, other bad news. This is that was way worse news than the news that I'm about to share with you. Remember, I was excited last week about getting my new Rode microphone that goes with my DJI system that I have here, where uh, I could have that like kind of come up and clip to me, and it would be less noticeable and maybe sound better. I'm kind of an audio nerd. Well, I got that, and I did like this test run, and I was all excited about it. It was in my No Zero Days vlog that probably won't be out even when you're listening to this, and. I listened to it back because I was curious and there was like this humming, like a buzz, like an interference. I'm like, what the heck is that? So I watched this YouTube video and apparently that's a thing. The DJI does not work well with the Rode microphone. And usually I do like a ton of research before I buy things. Like I'm the most like research dude you'll ever meet in the world of videos, video cameras, uh, cell phone cameras, audio equipment. In this case, I just was like, I love Rode microphones. I've used them forever. And uh, let me just get this one because it's probably the best apparently not so i had to return it and now uh, when they refund my money i'm trying a different one which is a sure microphone s-h-u-r-e and i think like from the review that i watched that one will be much better and i feel like dumb even going through all this because the, se- the setup that i have right now sounds great it looks fine this is just like it's more of a me thing than anyone else but you know i i don't know i i try to do the best i can with with my stuff and um I want it to be nice. You know, I want, I want you guys to have the best experience you can have. In fact, I was like thinking about upgrading this, this whole uh, podcast shindig here too. Uh, I was going to get like an actual professional podcasting microphone because I do this every week, but it's like, I listened to the last episode back. I'm like, this sounds pretty good. I've never had anyone tell me that they stopped listening because of the audio or that the audio sucks. I don't really process this at all. It's just, it is what it is right out of this microphone. But you know me, I'm just like, what can I do? But then I don't, I, this, it, it would be a waste. Maybe someday when we're like friggin' Joe Roganing it out here as the plow truck goes by, and I got thirty thousand people like listening to this live while I'm recording it. Maybe we'll we'll definitely want to upgrade by then. But for now, for for you, I hope you're okay with the audio quality as it is. Let's move on to the YouTube TikTok rabbit holes of the week, as we ha- we, we fail miserably at transitions. Uh, so the first one that I went down was on TikTok, and it was this dude that is uh, living in the Caribbean, Caribbean, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, He's living on Honduras specifically. And he was talking about like his life there, how nice and simple it is, how much money it costs him to live each month. And just kind of discussing like the slower pace of life. He does like uh, snorkeling and diving videos. And I was just loving this guy's story. He's an old dude with like round glasses, white beard. His hair is kind of like pulled back, kind of longish. And he just seems like a super chill guy. And I'm just loving his like stories about like living in Honduras. He like went to like he had to fix his four wheeler. That's how he gets around. He was showing like the gas prices. He was showing what their grocery store looks like, where uh, it's just like this little shack that he actually like. You take your shoes off before you go inside, and they've got some fresh produce there that apparently comes in like twice a week on boat. And then there's a bunch of other little snack things there. And he said it cost him like based on everything, it's like $2,500 a month. I think is what he spends on everything, and that includes like all of his bills including electricity, which is, he said, 10 times more expensive there than it is in the United States. So they were doing like solar. It was just fascinating to to kind of follow this guy's story. I haven't watched all of his videos by any means, but it's um, it's kind of neat. I'm also really into this other guy on TikTok that does like these narrate, narration type videos of him like um, paddle boarding and like kayaking and exploring new islands and areas. He lives somewhere off the coast of Japan, I guess. And then he goes to these different places and has like a little story. It's almost like reading someone's journal. And obviously that like, that's something I'm interested in. So while some of you are probably watching girls dance on TikTok, which I admit can be probably fairly appealing. I like the more like uh, dudes that I can relate to that are uh, telling like narrative stories or living on islands or, uh, or just like, uh, I don't know doing more journalistic stuff. That's that's what I'm into for obvious reasons. Uh, that was my TikTok uh, rabbit hole. I had a couple YouTube ones. The first one was this guy that was going out to LA to do some filming work and he's into like cars and stuff. And he ended up buying like this old junk car in 
like near LA or something. And then his goal was to drive that thing all the way across the United States to get back home to his house, uh, which I think he lived in like the Midwest somewhere, Iowa, maybe I can't remember the state, but he, he was trying to do it before Christmas. And he was trying to do it before this big winter storm came. And this car was like such a piece. He didn't even test drive it or anything before he bought it. It was, it was kind of more for YouTube than anything, but, uh, he, he got this car and he's driving it and there's all these things wrong with it. It's leaking oil like crazy. Like he, by the time he was done, his entire front of his car was filled with giant oil jugs. Cause it's just pouring out of the bottom. Like he was at the gas station. There's a pool of oil. Like it was just leaking right through the engine had no oil pressure and like all this stuff. Like he had to put duct tape on the windows to hold it shut. But his whole thing was just driving across the United States. It was like an hour long video talking about, you know, long content, uh, just trying to get home. And it was, it was fascinating to watch. It was, it was very interesting. Like seeing the, seeing the country and the things he was going through and all the drama, it was fun. Like it was definitely worth it. Like the video, I don't know what he paid for the car. I don't know if he fully stated that, which frustrates me. I like it when people are fully transparent on their, their content. Like how much did you buy the car for? What? But he, he got a ton of views on this video and he probably profited from it. So good for him. And he didn't have to get a plane ticket home. And then when he's done, he has the car that he can then use for whatever. He could fix it up, maybe sell it again, uh, make it a project, make more YouTube videos. It really like kind of inspired me. I would love to do something where I get like a van, not a junker by any means, but just like a van and then just travel around the United States trying to do it as cheaply as I can. I've, I've thrown this idea at Cody. She's out. So this would be like a solo Greg thing, specifically solo because I said, I'll take Clark man with me and we'll do like a guy's thing where we just travel around. I'll sleep in like parking lots at hotels. We'll get showers. At, I don't know. Maybe we won't even get showers. She was out. She's like, I don't think that's, he's not going and I don't think it's safe for you. But I think for making like really fun YouTube content, that could be totally something that we could get into. I guarantee you guys would love that type of content. We're just going places. Like I would probably try to go all the way down to Florida, stopping along the coast along the way. Maybe we try to go do like a West Coast trip, but I would try to do it without spending like hardly any money at all. And I would keep accounting of all of the money that I spend. I think it'd be fascinating. I would watch that, especially if it, it was just a dude like doing authentically and uh, sharing it as he goes. Let me know if that's something you're interested in. My only thing that's holding me back, like you guys know, like one of my big things I've, I've wanted to do is to hike the Appalachian Trail. That's six months of my life. I would love to do it. But like, I don't know if I can be away for six months from my family, even if they come down and meet me along the way. This though, what if I just committed to like a two week, maybe even one week trip? I'll leave today. I'll be back in seven days where I go in between. Nobody knows, but I think I can make it pretty far in that amount of time driving and like seeing cool stuff, maybe like doing it at the back roads and stuff. It's, it's a, it's a dream of mine. Yeah, the school bus, we've, we've now hit the, uh, the bewitching hour. Clark man is home. I'm not even done yet. I'm not even done with my, my rabbit holes. Let me give you one last one. This dude that ate Taco Bell every day for 30 days, uh, kind of reminds me of Morgan Spur Spurlock, Spurlock when he did supersize me McDonald's, uh, he, supposedly like some stuff came out about that where he was an alcoholic at the time and was like still drinking apparently. And like all of his data was skewed. So like that's kind of been thrown out the window, but this dude was like tracking everything and eating McDonald's or not McDonald's Taco Bell. And he was trying to, he, his goal was to eat everything on the menu at least once. And then he was trying to manage it. And the one issue that he was running into was the sodium was, was so high. Everything had lots of sodium in it. So he was trying to manage that, but ultimately at the end, and he was a fairly active dude who was working out. He like he ran a mile before and after. He actually lost weight and his mile time got faster while eating Taco Bell, solely Taco Bell for 30 days. And he wasn't drinking the soda, he was like drinking water. It was it was a really cool little thing that uh, that he did and it kind of threw it in the face of people that are like you can't eat fast food. It's like, well, you can. You just have to like be sensible about it. He was eating uh, salads. Also, it turns out, and you probably wouldn't believe this, but Taco Bell is one of the healthiest fast food options. I wouldn't have believed that. Uh, the only way that I would have believed that it would help you lose weight is that when you eat it, it instantly comes back out of your body one way or another. So that could probably help you lose weight. But this guy did it and his his little documentary is on YouTube. I don't, it's probably, it just searched guy eats Taco Bell for 30 days. Probably the only thing that comes up, I would imagine. Next thing, we're done. We're done. Check that off the list for rabbit hole. We're making not great time here, but that's okay. We got one thing, one last thing to do here before we get into uh, listener feedback. And that is finally finishing the box of WeConnect cards. I started this series back in September when I like revamped this channel. 
this is a, like a conversation starter kit where there's a question, and this is the last time I have to describe this, an easy question, a slightly like deeper uh, question, like makes you think about things, and then like one where you have to look within, right? Green, blue, purple. I've done this. I've done every card in here. I don't. There's uh, 60 questions. I've done 20 episodes of this, I think. This would be my 20th one. It was its own thing, but then I was just like, eh, frig it. Let's throw it into Missing Pieces or Greg's Roll Podcast, whatever this is called. I'm not even sure. It's just my audio journal. I'm not sure what to even call this anymore, and it doesn't really matter, to be honest. Uh, let's start with the green card. This says, what language would you like to master? And I thought about this one. Initially, my mind is like, what's the most useful for me? And in the United States, I would say the most useful language would be Spanish, right? You want to learn Spanish because like there's a lot of Spanish speaking people and uh, I think it would be most useful. But for me, and this is a mistake I made in high school. I was like, you know, in the end, I was like trying to take like business classes and I, I, I avoided like going into graphic design, even though I would have loved that. I was like, no, I'm never going to get a job in that. So I got to do what's useful or what's smart. What's the thing that's going to get me somewhere in the future? And that would be my answer here is Spanish. But I've learned in my life that that's not the right answer. You should do what, what, what your heart's calling you to do. And if that's graphic design, something that I use every day in my life now versus business administration or economics or finance, that's what you should do. It did suit me well for a long period of time. And I definitely made, made some good money in that. And in graphic design, maybe I would have been living in a dumpster. Who knows? Maybe I would have been living in a van driving around and making videos for you guys. <sighs> Could have been. The language that I would like to master is not Spanish. Japanese is the one I want to master. I want to learn Japanese and I want to go to Japan and I want to live there for like a couple months. Not like in Tokyo necessarily. I just want to like experience all of Japan. I watched this guy that live streamed himself living in Japan for 60 days. He continuously streamed the entire time. It was just a wild time. Always doing something. And you'd be surprised just how beautiful that country is. There's so much. Like you think, like when you think of Japan, you probably think of like uh, video games and uh, like Tokyo and like high, high fast paced stuff. But then there's like snowy mountains and there's these beautiful shrines and there's hiking and all of this stuff. It's incredible. So I'd like to learn Japanese and then go to Japan and, and uh, live there. Next question. What language would you like to learn? I, maybe I could learn English. That would be a good one to, for me to master. Uh, next one is what is one of your favorite things about someone in your family? I'm going to go with the two people closest to me. Cody, my favorite thing about her is how thoughtful she is. Every time we go somewhere, like if we travel, she's always thinking of getting gifts for people. Always like thinking about like, oh, I could bring this back for this person and this person. She always covers all of those bases. And I always, always thought very highly of her, how she's always considering others. And like with Clark, man, she basically like, she lives her life for him, which is awesome. Uh, but speaking of Clark, man, my favorite thing about Clark, man, is how loving he is or lovey or whatever you want to say. Like he's very snuggly. He's very uh, open with his emotions, like how much he loves us and all this. And I think a part of that is, is like with your kids, you get what you give. You know, if you're, if you're cold blooded or whatever, and you, you just, you're not that type of family, which my family wasn't, uh, you don't really get that. You know, like I don't, I didn't have the relationship with my parents that Clark Mann has with me or, my, or Cody. Uh, and he's, he's like very open about like how, like being sweet and he always hugs us and all this. And I just love that. I count down the days until that comes to an end. It makes me so sad. I'm like, when's the last time he's going to let me like hold him like he's a little baby or smooch all over him or whatever. Is that okay that I, sm I smooch all over him? Probably not. <laughs> In fact, isn't Tom Brady like, isn't he like, he, he gets into some trouble with people because he like kisses his kids on the mouth or whatever, but his kids are like teenagers. I don't know. But it's like, I think it's important to like show your, your emotions and I think that'll suit him well in the future, especially like if he gets romantically involved with, with, uh, with someone, um, you know, to be open like that is so helpful, especially with communication. It's, it's probably the most, the best thing that we could teach him. So I love that he's, he's a little love ball when he's a teenager though. I don't know. I'm going to probably wish back for these days. Next and final of our three questions. The last one we'll ever answer. <laughs> What's an interesting skill that you have? I don't have any interesting skills. <laughs> what a terrible way to go out. I don't think there's anything that I do better than anyone else in this world. I'd say like the skill that I'm most proud of is being able to and willing to openly share with strangers, which is kind of weird to say. Um, but this has brought me pretty far being just like myself 
and being authentic and like putting that out there and being open and transparent, I think has done wonders for me. It's, it's done things for me that I think had I not been like that, I don't think people would have necessarily uh, made the connection that they did. And I, that's cool. I wish there were more people that, that like you could uh, almost become like online friends with, you know, even if they've never met or talked to each other. Uh, so I'd say that's like the one skill that I'm most proud of. But I, man, I, I don't know if I have any interesting skills. I, all I really do is like I, I build Lego stuff and I enjoy that and I make videos and I, you know, I, I just I, I live my life. I don't say like I wouldn't say there's anything that's like I don't think there's going to be any um, anybody calling me up being like, Greg, we need you for this. You're the only person that can save humanity. We need you to go up and blow up this asteroid that's heading towards Earth. That's not probably not going to happen with me. So uh, I guess my interesting skill is that I have no interesting skills and I'm very mediocre. <laughs> That's my skill. If you have a skill, throw it out there. I'd love to know what it is. Maybe you can teach me something that I could uh, then become a a god at. Let's go into listener feedback. This is like the end of our thing here. Uh, and we're going to start out with Lucas. And I love this because Lucas, I had just mentioned about being open. Lucas is, is the only person that I've seen so far that's been willing to share their fitness journey and weight specifically. He says, I love hearing your updates on weight loss. I've stalled out in the past couple of weeks at 173. That's right where I'm at, dude. I am. I was 172.2. So me and you, me, you same. He said, it's good to remember I started at 183. Very close. I was like 187. We're like living the same life. I set a goal for myself to be under 170 by baseball opening day, March 30th. I also have another goal to be under 160 for my sister's wedding on June 7th, which I think are very attainable goals. I think those are very attainable. 173 to 170 this month. Dude, so easy. You got that. Speaking of baseball season, do you mind if I add something in here that I'm very excited about? I wanted to for, thank you for your comment, by the way. Thanks for being open with that. And like, I think we can all encourage Lucas that he can drop that three pounds, no doubt, this month. By your sister's wedding, you're not only going to be 160, you're going to be shredded. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, we got to make it happen now, right? Like, I've put it out there. I need to hear back from you uh, on June 8th. I want you to be like, dude, went to my sister's wedding. The only problem was I was so ripped that uh, when I flexed a little bit, the, the, my shirt just ripped right down the back like I was Hulk. Like I was like the Hulkamania happening. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing back from you in three months. Uh, but back to baseball. Baseball is a sport that I've been really interested in or wanting to be interested in for years. Like I want to watch it, but I can't because it's so darn boring. No offense, Lucas. I, f I was on Reddit and I found out that they're instituting the thing that I've wanted forever. Like I've talked about this thing called a pitch clock. I'm like, if they just made a pitch clock, just like they have in basketball where there's a shot clock where you can't dink around all day out there with the ball, it would be so much better to watch. And apparently this year they're instituting a pitch clock where I don't know how it works, but I'm going to explain it and it's probably going to be wrong. But like, I think the batter has eight seconds or 15 seconds. Someone has 15 seconds. Someone has eight seconds to like get in the box. And once you're in there, you can't get out. And then you have to throw the pitch and it's supposedly, and it has, cause they've already started doing it, speed the games up dramatically. Like games used to be like two and a half hours. Then they crept up to almost three and a half hours. Cause you know, you have the batters, they get in there, they swing at a pitch, they step back out, they put their elbow pads on, they go read the newspaper. They have a hot dog from the stadium, they come back, they get back in there, and then they just repeat that over and over again. Pitchers take their sweet time too. This is to speed that up for television, basically. And uh, the games are gonna go back down dramatically in time. I've seen some people really loving this, specifically the TV audience, but also I've seen like the hardcore baseball audience, the Reddit people from like r slash baseball or MLB or whatever. They're upset because obviously they wanna be at a game or watching a game as long as possible. They, they're like you, they would listen to me talk for six hours if they if like it was a baseball game that lasted that long they would they would watch it and they would love that but most people they don't want this they don't want this to take so long they have lives they have things to do um so my nose itches does that mean something i think you're if your hand itches it means that you you're gonna have money coming to you no your nose itches i think it's might just be i'm just cursed but i'm i want to try baseball out again this year I'm going to watch. My only baseball that I really love is Little League Baseball. Not only is it very close to home here, we get to, we could like literally drive there and watch it, the Little League World Series, but it's like so fast paced and it's fun because the kids make mistakes. Like when you hit, you hit a, a ball out to like right field and the kid's lined up and he drops it or he doesn't get it. And then kids are running around the base and you go to throw it to second and it goes right past the second baseman or whatever. 
that's fun to watch. MLB, in my opinion, is just so like scientific and so specialized, and their players are so good that you never see any of that. It's like everybody is dialed in, and that kind of makes it less fun. But I, I would like to to kind of get into it more, and maybe the pitch clock is the thing for me. That was a whole little side tangent, thanks to Lucas. So thank you, uh, Lucas. Uh, for anybody that was trying to make this podcast last longer, Lucas is your man. Also, give him a shout-out for his uh, his hitting his goals. Me and him are following the same weight loss journey, so maybe we can uh, we should have a race. We should have a competition. Who can get under 170 the quickest? You have until March 30th. If I could do that, I'd be happy to. I'd be very happy. I'm at, yeah, am I? Yeah, 172. I, I have a little bit less to go, um, but I'm going to get there too. Next one comes from Felix. He says, hot take. Ooh, I'm already intrigued. He says, I much prefer no zero days, casual vlogs, than vacation vlogs and travel vlogs. Interesting. See, that kind of takes me back to the people that just want to see me organize Lego. I would think that like, you know, people want to see like actual interesting things, but I think people invest in our story. They do enjoy seeing the, the, average day, casual day, because it is like a glimpse at someone's life. And that's fascinating in some regards, especially if you live a very different lifestyle, or maybe you live the same and you're just looking for like, hey, what's this guy up to? And there's no, there's no fussing about it. It's just like, hey, this is what I did today. Um, but in terms of YouTube searchability, I'm much better off making a video titled like, uh, going to uh, a Phillies baseball game in 2023. That video would get more views than Greg, uh, I don't know. I, I've got no examples. You get what I'm saying though, right? Maybe it's just all about titling and, and like, you know, tricking people. I don't know. I don't really want to live that life, but I'm, I'm happy to know that there is a, a group of people that enjoy just watching like regular life stuff. Cause that honestly, like that's what I really love to make. And it's uh, it's nice just to see like what you were doing a year ago today or five years ago, even if it isn't something like miraculous, like snorkeling in Maui. Instead, I was burying my chicken in the backyard. I didn't show that by the way, but like it's real life, you know, not every day is incredible. And I think that's sometimes where daily vlogs or in the past or vloggers in general try to go. It's like the Instagram thing where everybody is just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so happy and this is the greatest day of my life and look at this picture. And it's like, is that real? Is that really how it is? You know what I mean? And I feel like my vlogs get about as close to reality as you can get with, you know, with, within reason. I don't show everything, of course. And they're edited. So, I mean, I could edit out all the parts where I'm, you know, super frustrated or cussing or, you know, smashing my, my fists through the wall and, uh, you know, kicking my dog. I, no, I, there is that video. Did you, did you guys ever see that video of the girl that supposedly is like this, this dog person? And she makes these videos with her dog. And instead of uploading the edited video of her and her dog making a video, this is years ago, she uploaded the video of her like just completely being a jerk to her dog, like punching it, spitting on her dog, like being really rude. And then like trying to do her little thing. She's like, hi, you know, and she's like, you idiot, you know, like made me sick. So uh, luckily I think they took her dog away, but had, had she not uploaded the, the raw footage or whatever that uh, I was talking about earlier where you could see the, the hour and 50 minutes of me uh, kicking my dog, I guess. I don't do that. Please don't come to my house, SPCA. If you do, bring a dog with you. I'll, I'll, I'll take him. I'll take him in. Uh, yeah, that, I don't know where that was going, but that's, uh, I guess I was just talking about being real versus being fake. And I, our stuff's pretty real. If you meet me in real life, if you, if you track us down at Knobles one day over there, I think you're probably going to, you're going to feel right at home, I would say. And that's, that's nice to see. Next comment. This is a funny comment of the week from Builder Boods. I want to change his name to something else. I think he'd be a big hit. Builder Buds. Uh, he says, I'm honored to be considered a part of your family, buddy. I get simulation vibes at times as well. I was talking about last week, like, I don't, I don't know how many people bid on this, but like, are we living in a simulation? We might be. Uh, and also, if we've made artificial intelligence, could that also mean that we potentially are artificial intelligence? I mean, if we could make it, who's to say someone didn't make us? Hard to say. Anyways, he says, uh, I wish they'd make another Truman show, or maybe they won't because it hit a little too close to what is actually happening. Oh no, someone is at my door to take me away. Remember me? He was getting drug away. I don't know. I love that movie. Truman Show, such a good movie. And it's interesting because like he thinks he's living like this normal life, but like he doesn't see what's outside of that. And maybe we don't see what's outside of that. Maybe you were on a Truman Show. Uh, I, I, simulation, Truman Show, one and the same. It's kind of, if you haven't seen the movie Truman Show, give it a watch. Jim Carrey, obviously, like I love his movies. And this isn't necessarily a, a comedy. It's more of like a, a a drama, I guess. But it's about him like from the time he's born there's a TV show that's being filmed about his entire life with hidden cameras and stuff. And everyone 
that's in his family or in his life, they're all paid actors. And he lives on a soundstage where uh, it's like an island. And he's he's told from a young age that he shouldn't leave the island because his dad died out there. And they just kind of wrote his dad out of the show. But uh, if he goes outside the island, something terrible will happen to him. He'll die. So it keeps him like locked within. But he starts realizing that um, like things in his life are, are a little weird, like something's something's not right. And then there's people that try to come in and like let him know that it's fake. And then you know, they're getting ousted and stuff. So it's a, it's a very interesting concept. And uh, the, the world of a simulation, I guess, would be like that only, like I was thinking we're, we're like in a computer program or something. Uh, welcome to Greg's uh, Conspiracy Podcast. <laughs> Probably would be more popular. See, that's how you get viewers. It's not your audio journal, since we're on the topic of that. It's making like searchable things. Are we living in a simulation? That's a, that's a title that maybe gets people to watch. And they're like, why, why is this guy talking about making Lego videos and his chicken and uh, baseball season? I want to hear about the conspiracy, not this crap. Anyways, I will remember you. Uh, good luck with the uh, the overseers that just carried you away. Next one is Ozzy Guy, who's also on the simulation hunt. He says, hey, Greg, in my current simulation, I'm a financial advisor. And the thing I think about for client engagement is what is my current narrative? Thinking of my health, my family, what I'm up to, and then cross that with financial markets or areas to relate. You need to change this every three months or so. Your engagement across platforms works for me. Well done. Well, thank you, sir. I love that there's a financial advisor listening. I might need you to like give me some financial advice at some point. I I want to live your life, but like my area of financial advising that I want to do is trying to help people like get out of debt or like figure out their budget situation. I guess you'd call it like a I don't know what you would call that. I imagine like financial counselor, something like that where I'm like basically doing the opposite of what my past life was. I used to put people in debt. I would do loans for people. And as much as they thought I was helping them and they were so happy and they leave like a happy camper and be so thankful, I felt like I was doing them a disservice. I felt like a sellout. And I'm sure you're not like that. Like you're probably actually building wealth for people. But I want to talk to those people, but on the other end of the spectrum. I want to like do the opposite of what the company I was doing was what I was working to do. I want to be like, hey, you, 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 need, you think you need a loan. The last thing you need in your life is a loan. Okay, let's look at your budget. Where's your money going? How much do you have coming in? Where's it going? Okay, do you really need to be spending that much money on this? Okay, let's 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 divert that and let's put it towards this. Now, if we get this thing paid off, look how much extra money you have. Instead of having an extra payment, now you've got some extra money. And then let's build this snowball. Dave Ramsey kind of kind of inspired me for a long time. The debt snowball. If you if you're if you're in debt, or if you're not in debt, maybe you're too young to ever have debt. Look into Dave Ramsey. It'll save you a world of heartache. I guarantee you that. So, um, Ozzy Guy, thank you for for uh, leaving your comment. Good luck with your simulation. <laughs> I hope you. I hope you're like the. You're not just an NPC in the simulation. You are the main character. You're the financial advisor. You're like uh, you're like the Neo of the of the financial world. Next comment, though, thank you, uh, comes from Stephen. It says, for a while, I had the issue of having too many Lego sets that I really didn't care for. Still do. Due to me buying anything that went on sale. Oh, so relatable, Steven. Are you are are we the same person? He says, I initially considered selling some, but since they were smaller, two to five hundred pieces, I didn't really feel it would uh, be worthwhile since I was still wanting to keep the minifigures. Instead, I started parting those sets out to build up a part inventory and clear up space. So I'm only displaying the sets I really like. Are we the same person? Did you write this from the multiverse? Seeing your videos as well as some posts, I decided to start work on piecing together a corner cafe using my pieces, swapping out the expensive parts where possible, and ordering parts that I didn't have the inventory for. Recently, I finished the build and was really happy with how similar it was, even though it ended up costing me not too much relative to how much the used set goes for. $100 versus $770-ish. In the end, I got a set I really wanted and got to make some more room. Bravo, sir. I, th that story brings tears to my eyes, uh, metaphorically, uh, because I'm in the same spot, man. I'm really like, I'm done buying sets. I'm really just about organizing the collection and making stuff. I'm, I've been doing that. You probably saw my Bionicle video, I think is what you're referring to, where I didn't have the exact pieces to recreate this gift with purchase set, but I got pretty close. And in building that, even though it wasn't exact, I got just as much enjoyment out of that. And it really took away that uh, impulse or, or, or uh, yearning or whatever you want to call it to actually like open or, or build or buy that set. Cause it was like, Hey, this is, this is pretty darn close. 
and I got to experience it. And I had fun like getting all the pieces and seeing what I had. And it was like an experience versus just opening a box and building something using instructions that someone else designed, manufactured, and, and you paid money for. This to me is so much more rewarding. And my goal, and I don't know how much of an inspiration I was for you, Steven. It sounds like you were already on this journey. But my goal is for kids to watch that and be like, you know what? I can do this too. I don't need to go ask my parents for $180 so I can get this this set and a gift with purchase. I'm, I'm going to go see what I got in my collection. And again, maybe it maybe it doesn't have arm articulation on your bionicle guy. Maybe it just has static arms. Who cares? Something you made. It's it's yours. It's 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 unique to you. And that's way cooler than anything that Lego can do. So I'm trying to convince people of that. It's definitely an uphill battle, as I mentioned. Mo many more people would rather fantasize or live that world or even be in that world where they're they're getting expensive Lego sets and always being on the cutting edge and getting the newest thing. But for me, that's not the life that I want to live in. It's not the message that I want to put out to the world. And I think after doing this for, for all these years, I, I've, I've learned that for myself. And my goal at this point is to, to, to like relay that information to other people through, an, through using myself as an example. And I'm excited for it, even if it means that I'm, I'm going to fail miserably. I'll, we'll, we'll find our audience. Next one. Thank you for that, that insight. Next one comes from Tracy, longtime listener, viewer. Says, I have been seeing a lot lately about the term de-influencer. I think you're both de-influencing people to buy Lego and influencing them to enjoy Lego more, for, more fully. I think it's a great thing that you're helping people live their life to the fullest, even if they can't buy things. That's what I'm talking about, Tracy. I think a lot of people maybe watch videos that, especially younger kids, I, I, I'm not a young kid at this point, but... I, I think like when I was growing up, my parents didn't have a lot of money. Obviously, we wouldn't have the internet then. But if I would have watched all these people getting Lego sets, I probably would have been kind of bummed. I think I would have wanted a lot more. I think I probably would have been asking for a lot more. But I think if parents see my videos and they see their kids watching what I'm doing now, I think they're going to be appreciative that it's like, hey, this guy's got a good message. I would love that if Clark Mann found some content like that. Instead of watching, I'm not going to hate, but he like watches all these people play Minecraft and stuff. But if you watch something with like a message and I remember like one thing he watched that I was, I was appreciative for. It was this guy and his kid and they're like playing with monster trucks. And at the end of the video, the guy was like, Hey, you should go outside and go play. You don't need to be on the computer. You don't need to be watching things all the time. Just go out and play. And I was just like, dang, how many people are going to tell you just to, to leave their video and, and like drop your iPad or whatever. I was like, I, I really appreciated that as, as a parent. Um, so I, I want to see more of that and, and be the change you want to be. Right. So that's what I'm going to be. Thank you, uh, Tracy. Next one comes from Thomas. This is a, would you rather a little serious thing that we started uh, a few weeks ago. He says, would you rather sell off your entire Lego collection or have all the Lego sets you've ever wanted? You know, you're going to be surprised with the answer, but my answer right now is if I could get all the money back that I spent on Lego, even at, like the open stuff and have it just be gone instantly. I would probably sell it all. Obviously, like I've thought about this and there's a lot of sentimental attachment to things because Clark and I built a lot of this and I do love display sets. Like I have some on display here, not many. But it's like, it's not those items that I'm uh, remembering or like sentimental for. It's the experiences that I had and the videos that I made and I can relive all of those. Like I've documented it all. It's not like I just have to look at that set. I'm like, oh yeah, I built that a long time ago, which I can, but I could look back and like watch a video where Clark and I did it or I did it. And it's, it's kind of cool to have that. So the reality to me is like the experience and the memories and the videos are the real valuable thing. The storing of plastic parts in a room that's overflowing with plastic parts is, is a detriment to me. And uh, I would go as far as saying it's a burden. Although last time I said that, people are like, well, why don't you give away all your Lego sets to me? It's like, well, it's also an investment, right? Uh, so if I could right now, if, if someone walked in and wrote me a check for what I've spent on all these sets or whatever, and was like, I'll just take them all right now. I'd probably take that money. And then I would invest that money where I would use it to create like experiences for my family or do something like completely awesome. Go back to Maui and live there for two weeks because then all the money would be gone. Um, that's what I would do. All I really want to do these days is collect parts and have parts on, on deck so I can make cool stuff and share it with the world and try to let people know that you don't need a lot of money to have a good time. That's my message. So that's my would you rather. Next one. Oh, this is the inspiring one. We, we got two inspirational ones that I'm going to send you out with here. This first one is from Taisha. I want to say T-A-I-S-H-A. Taisha or Taisha? I'm going to say Taisha. We'll put a little emphasis on it. He's, she says, I started a podcast a while back and never made an entry. Too nervous. You inspire me to make my first post. 
Longtime follower here. Thanks for the inspiration. Audio Journal Gang Unite. Taisha Talks is the podcast if you want to listen. Great episode, Greg. Don't ever stop being you. I wish I could sometimes. <laughs> Honestly, I really wish I could. But I'm so excited that you made a podcast. I'm going to listen to your podcast this week. I'll give a, a formal review next week of Taisha Talks. I'm curious to see what's going on in your life. I'm assuming you're a female. So, uh, like, it'll be interesting to see, like, what are you up to? What's it like being you? That's what I want to know. That's the kind of stuff I like listening to. So I'm going to give that a listen. Taisha Talks. We'll see if it's on Apple Podcasts. If it is, I'll, I'll listen to it. Next one and last one. This is like our, our motivational thought of the week. Coming from my good friend Emil Nightshade, a legend within himself. And he says, and this is how I'm sending you guys out. He says, there are moments in our lives that either make us feel on top of the world or moments where we feel we just want to stay in bed. Each of these moments are opportunities to learn, grow and embolden our spirits for the next obstacle that lies ahead. Oh, what a great way to send him out a meal. Thank you for that. I might need to recruit you for like our motivational quote of the week every single week where we we send people out to do the things that they do in this world. What are you going to do in this world this week? What's a little thing that you want to get done? What's your goal? What, is, what steps are you going to take to get there? That's what I always like to think of for myself. When I wake up every day, I'm like, what am I going to do today? What's my thing? How am I going to get a little closer? It's the no zero days philosophy. Don't have a zero day. Like even if it's just a tiny little step, if it's 0.6 pounds towards your 12 pound journey, that's 0.6 pounds. You'll get there. Don't be upset. And if it's not weight loss, it could literally be anything. You can do it. You put your time, energy, and effort into something. You got it. And I believe in you. So that's how we're going to send you out. Emil, thank you for the hookup there. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. First one hour episode in a long time. I talked a lot. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great week. And we'll find you or see you in the next Missing Pieces Audio Journal Greg's World Podcast episode.